0: On podcast 1755, the magic dock gets tested. Sodium iron batteries and Lordstown falters. trying a new thing this week so people know when to expect a show. We go live at 5pm UK, that's midday Eastern. Patreon supporters get episodes as soon as they're ready. You can be like them and click on the link in the show notes. Welcome to a new Patreon supporter at the producer level, Bob Riedlinger. Bob, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. For Friday, 24th of February, I'm Martin Lee. And it's my job to go through every EV story, so... You don't have to. Volkswagen's new ID. Three has shown its face in a teaser video ahead of a full reveal. Volkswagen is teasing their updated ID. Three with a new design and a spacious interior. They say pretty good options, low center of gravity, all the stuff you like about the ID. Three. It quickly became one of the top selling EVs in Europe and also entered the Chinese market as well, where it sold slower. Volkswagen will release the full car on March. The the first, where well, they release it, we'll see it on March the first with its new uh, exterior design. I mean, it's not going to be wildly different from the existing ID. Three, but a sharpened up design, new technology, and new software. They also sent a press release this morning about more sustainable materials, which car makers love to talk about and is a very important topic as well. Powertrain details weren't mentioned. The ID. Three life will start at forty four thousand euros in Germany. $46,000 equivalent. If you pre configured your model and ordered already, they're looking at a Q4 delivery for the updated ID3. Now let's talk Tesla and Magic Dock. The first one has been pictured on Reddit. That a supercharger in upstate new york tesla has installed and is testing the first magic dock at uh, the verona superchargers as part of their, of, as part of their plan to open up the supercharging network to other vehicles the magic dock includes a ccs adapter which is locked into the supercharging station the supercharger design is the same as has worked very well for years uh, so tesla Owners turning up at a supercharger will simply remove the Tesla plug. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's call it the NACS connector, North American Charging Standard, as they've renamed it, Um, even though only Tesla use it. So if you're a Tesla user, you reverse in, as always, and take out the plug. However, there is a, a larger thing that it kind of plugs into on the supercharger. But you'll be ignoring that. If you're a non-Tesla owner like me, and I've been using them here in the UK and it works really well because we're all CCS, but how do you solve that in the US and Canada? Well, um, when you turn up as a non-Tesla owner, you crack open the app uh, after you've made an account and you click on charge my non-Tesla. I think that's the subtitle. I've not done it in a couple of weeks. Then when you grab the cable and pull it out of its holster we'll call it, right? Uh, Then there's the CCS adapter locked onto the end of it. So you have to open the app, and it'll unlock it when you grab the cable. The Magic Dock is not available for public use yet. Tesla engineers were on-site testing it with a Rivian, interestingly. uh, They declined to confirm or deny what they were doing when this Redditor, I hope politely, asked these Tesla employees what they were doing. Signs are now installed at the supercharger which don't hide what it does because it says this. Scan for instructions to charge a non-Tesla. I think this is a really elegant solution, by the way. It was a case of, well, are non-Tesla owners going to have to buy the adapter and put it in their boot and carry it around with them, and no one's going to do that, and what's the price? Or are they going to have them at superchargers, but they'll get stolen? Well, locking them into the supercharger and only unlocking as part of the whole end of the cable, as part of the handle, if you like, when you do that on the app – Obviously, no one's done it yet, and there may be teething troubles. I trust Tesla to get it right. They're they're really good at things like this. Can't wait to see it used. The BMW i4 eDrive 35 is now available in the UK. Starts at £50,000, single motor, rear-mounted single motor. Horsepower, 282. 0-60 time, 5.8 seconds. Battery size is smaller, 66 kilowatt-hours, range of 299 miles on WLTP i love the i4 great level of equipment led headlights uh love the interior love the heated front seats you get the m sport version which will add some aerodynamic tweaks like the trims more um sporty wheels alcantara and what have you so if you live perhaps in a city an urban area you just don't need longer distances but you want the i4 it's now available with that smaller battery Lordstown Motors announced yesterday they're suspending production and deliveries of their pickup truck. It's called the Endurance, and the reason is to address quality and performance issues with components. They will recall 19 vehicles because of electrical connections that could cause problems. Shares have been dropping significantly at Lordstown as they struggle with getting those vehicles into customers' hands. Chinese scientists unveiled a new EV powered by a sodium-ion battery. But don't let me uh, mislead you into think- thinking this is on the bench of a lab or its technology will get one day. This is actually a car that's on sale. Um, it's called the Hua Zhangji. Sorry, anyone who speaks Chinese, that was probably terrible. 25-kilowatt-hour battery, rated 250 kilometres, but this is the Chinese cycle, so it won't be that. Um, sodium-ion. Sodium-ion batteries uh, have a lower cost. Better safety, better sustainability, of course. The lithium price hit an all-time high. It has come down recently, actually, but they are an an alternative uh, because of the scarcity of what is in other EV batteries. The company making these is Hina or Hina Battery. They have uh, the plan to put these in EVs and also in grid storage, and battery storage, fixed storage as well, and I think about a gigawatt hour of production at the minute. Now, the important thing to remember is these things get better very, very quickly. So, yeah, they say it's 155 miles, but it probably won't be anywhere near that. However, the thing about the sodium-ion batteries is they lose very, very little capacity in very cold temperatures, so down to minus 20 degrees uh, Celsius, Very little preconditioning required to use and charge them to their full capacity at their full potential speed. Most, as you know, EV batteries, if you don't heat them up and precondition them in exceptionally cold weather, they're just going to trickle charge. And the battery in this particular battery, in this particular EV, is 120 watt-hours per kilogram energy density. To put that into uh, context, for instance, a Tesla... Model Three, which uses an LFP battery, is a 300 watt hours per kilometer. But when the LFP batteries were first out, only a few years ago, in not in, they've been in commercial vehicles for longer, but in in Teslas, the the, the you, you know the energy density was was a lot lower. So if the rate of improvement over the next two, three, four, five years with sodium-ion batteries follows LFP batteries and the improvements that have been made there, this could be a really interesting alternative to have lower-cost city cars. And that's something that I kind of obsess over because... It's all well and good having these nice electric vehicles, but unless people uh, at all price points can get into an EV, we're going to be excluding, and we do exclude so many people from driving EV. Now, one of the world's most popular YouTubers, Marques Brownlee, MKBHD, 16 million subscribers, made a video recently highlighting a drawback of the charging infrastructure in the US. He was at a mall, and he was having to help people charge their vehicle, and he said, imagine explaining to your parents, your grandparents, anyone who's not super adept with tech Technology That rather than going to a gas station, you have to find a working charger, get the right adapter. It may take longer and it will be slower and the whole thing may be broken anyway. He says there's been versions of this before where people are genuinely mad. I don't think the electric car thing is for me people have said to him adding that there are examples that he keeps bringing to light he's turning up at charging stations helping to ha- find uh helping new ev owners charge their cars which something i do i mean, if you're an ev owner maybe you do and and that's all well and good but when it's constant and when you think well hang on are the dealers because there's good dealers and bad dealers and if the people or you can buy direct of course from the likes of tesla and so that's one of the jobs that i don't know people get down on dealers a fair bit actually but I've always bought my EVs from, uh, from dealers, uh, almost not intentionally, but just because. And, and actually, the best ones, the ones that are really good, are ones that help people and not desperate to make a sale or you know get you into a car to meet their end-of-month target, but to get you into the right car. And yeah, you may pay a little bit more, but you get a warranty, et cetera. But one of the jobs that dealers can do or motoring associations or anyone, this podcast even... It's everyone's job to educate people. And I I see it all the time. And people have got their new EV. They turn up like, oh, what's CCS? What's CHAdeMO? And you think, hang on. like You you should know this. It's not your fault you don't, but it's someone's fault, probably the person that sold you the car, if they were doing their job to inform, educate, teach you, be a teacher um, and be a guide not be someone who's got to hit their target and not care about you. So uh, that's interesting. Not great, obviously, for EVs when someone that popular is making such a critical video. There is a surge in EV charges in Spain, according to euroweeklynews.com. They say that Spain has made the EU's top five list for the most public chargers with 34,380 charging points in Spain, a move up for Spain's transition to green energy. Long way to go because they wanted 100,000 by the end of this year. Uh, The most chargers in places like Germany and the Netherlands. And I'm not sure if that is DC fast chargers. I don't think it would be because the number's too big. And so I don't have the breakdown of what that big number is in Spain. I'll keep researching On the way very soon, we'll talk about Geely's new electric car brand and Ford's crazy fast electric supervan, amongst other things. Stick around. Those stories are on the way. And, of course, Patreon supporters get this podcast not only first and earlier, but also as soon as it's made, uh, but also ad-free. So if you'd like to skip the ads and avoid the ads, you can sign up for $5, $10 a month more if you want to support this this show and the work that I do, um, and it will remove the ads for you. Back in a sec. Okay, let's talk Rivian. They've launched a new production line dedicated to new motors. They're calling them the the Enduro motors. Uh, Amid concerns about how fast Rivian is ramping, the new drive unit is a 600-horsepower unit, allowing uh, 0-60 times of 4.5 seconds for the R1T and the R1S. The enhanced dual-motor, All-wheel drive is now available for additional power, uh, but not as powerful as the quad-motor version, which I think people still have to wait for. RJ Scarridge, head of the company, said, Ramping production of our new Enduro drive unit for the dual-motor vehicles. For everyday driving and adventures, dual-motor is fine. According to Rivian's Director of Vehicle Testing, if you want to go off-road with ease or want maximum performance, uh, then the quad-motor is the one you want to wait for. Moving on in Geely, the Chinese company behind Polestar, Volvo, etc., etc., has unveiled a new line of high-end electric cars. They've called the brand Galaxy. Now, bearing in mind that they have EVs from the likes of Zika, and that's a new brand. They sold more than 70,000 of those last year. I wouldn't put anything past Geely. Really impressive the speed at which Chinese companies can operate and also scale. And they're planning a US IPO uh, for Zika later this year. Uh, Geely is the fourth-largest carmaker in China by market share, alongside the likes of BYD, SAIC, and Tesla. Ford has announced their all-new Supervan, all-electric, 2,000 horsepower. The Supervan 4 will take part in the 101st Pikes Peak hill climb, driven by Romain Dumas. He's a Le Mans winner, and the Supervan is powered by a 50-kilowatt-hour battery, a carbon-composite body, FIA-spec roll cage big regen breaking and they're going to do Pikes Peak in that it did make its way up the Goodwood Hill with its 2,000 horsepower uh, but uh, the uh, the Pikes Peak run will be June 25th I think this year In the UK, the charging company Swarco and Connected Energy have partnered to roll out DC fast chargers using their eStore system. They use Second Life EV batteries from Renault Kangoo's for storage at chargers to store excess energy from renewable sources and provide it for EV charging even during demand spikes. The two companies have been collaborating uh, with their eStore system. You can deliver 300 kilowatts of power and charge 20 cars for two hours at seven kilowatts. So do you want slow charging or fast charging? And uh, this is such a brilliant idea. Not the first ones to do it. I was using a battery storage one in East Anglia recently uh, in Norfolk, somewhere called Akel. It was at a BP service station. But um, uh, checking the the plate, the metal plate on the back, it was made by Volkswagen Components, which I, which I took a picture of and thought, okay, that's new. Haven't used this hardware before and it was really good. I forget it was a 150 kilowatt hour battery or something inside it. But, of course, you can have a smaller grid connection. I believe at that petrol station, I believe there was an old 50 kilowatt charger. And you can also you can have that existing small grid connection. It just refills the bucket or whatever, you know, however you want to describe it, whether it is sort of drip, drip, drip. And then all of a sudden, you open the tap and dump that power energy into an EV, but battery storage at EV chargers can be really, really good. Now, Dodge revealed their new exhaust sound for their upcoming all-electric muscle car, uh, the FratZonic Chambered Exhaust, they called it, which is interesting because there is no There's nothing too exhaust. There is nothing too combust nor exhaust in an EV, Uh, but it's 126 decibels, and it's an exhaust noise, and it revs like a real car. It sounds like a V8 engine. They've updated the sound from the first time I played that to you, and they said they changed the sound of the car a thousand times and will continue to evolve it until they're all electric. Uh, Dodge goes on sale, which is weird, because why would you buy an EV and then recreate A V8, unless you were really, really insecure in yourself. Uh, Now, Morelli powers several EVs, and like the new Maserati. The new Maserati Gran Turismo Folgore is a beast of a vehicle. Uh, it's 1,200 horsepower, it's three motors. And if you think, well, who does stuff like that for Maserati? Well, it's the Italian company Morelli. They make e-motors, developed in-house at their factory in Italy. They are proud of how the record time they brought these to market. Uh, they also do things like the LED headlaps, the matrix systems. They do control units, but also the e-motors, 800-volt systems in the new maserati and like i say three of those in their their new super hot electric vehicle couple of stories to finish off and jalopnik has one of these stories that Oh man, i love these he's a chap called robert dunn he's got a youtube channel called aging wheels and he is converting a ford escape into an ev and he's putting two tesla drive units into it for 900 horsepower and he's doing the journey of how to how he's doing the mounting and the welding and the battery packs and uh, these are uh, chrysler pacifica it's a plug-in hybrid vehicle if you don't have it where you are uh, using the batteries from those and putting them into a ford escape if you like those kind of videos those kind of channels i do i can watch them kind of for hours really they're people just documenting what they do in their hobbies but the good ones are really really good now you know, I love YouTube channels like that. And finally, OK, this is a bit more serious, but I'll pop a link in the show notes if you, like me, sometimes like to you know increase your knowledge on things like this. A new study reveals catastrophic health impacts of combustion cars. This new study from Melbourne University reveals there could be more than 11,000 premature deaths in adults each year in Australia alone as a result of traffic pollution and petrol and diesel cars. This is a, an enormous Figure, You know, when you hear that a smaller number of people passed away, I think it, it's in our human brain to sympathize and to go, oh, that's awful. there that? was, you know, an accident or a crash or a terrible event and several people died. Oh, my goodness, that's awful. They've all got family members. But when you hear 11,000 people prematurely die every year, the number becomes so big, I think our brain just shuts off. And it just becomes this, this thing that's out there. And we can't make it real, but It is. In addition, combustion vehicles on Australia's roads alone, according to Melbourne University, uh, could be causing 12,000 cardiovascular hospitalizations, 66,000 asthma cases in Australia alone, and 7,000 hospitalizations because of respiratory illness. Various studies have found the same health impacts around the world. I'll tell you about them on this podcast all the time. They highlight the importance of moving away from petrol and diesel cars. So next time you're talking to someone that says, "Oh, I don't really know about electric vehicles, aren't they" that- a bit slow to charge, oh you're a greenie are you no I none of those things actually I'm not particularly walking around trying to save the planet I'm trying to save my neighbors and fellow human beings from the thing that no one has bothered to get upset about for a hundred years and that's petrol and diesel cars walking cycling public transport are all really important things, but I don't on this podcast people sometimes say to me like I've been listening for years and you don't really talk about things that we should be doing, which is why don't you take a walk to the shop when you just did that journey? Or why don't you like? and I I don't, I, I recognize that, but it's much easier to get people out of a combustion car and get them excited about an electric car than it is to tell people to change their life. And actually, what you're doing, you're a bad person, so why don't you get on your bicycle? People resist that, so that's the reason. Anyway, uh, so I'll pop a link to that study in the show notes if you'd like to read more and find out more about that. Hey, thank you for listening. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, and Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. National car charging on the U.S. mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley has his EV Review Island YouTube channel. Richard is at RSEV.co.uk. He buys and sells EVs in the U.K. Thanks to Oct- Octopus Electric Universe. Been using it so much lately. Global public charging. I use the app. And actually, I use the card You know, a fair bit as well. Uh, check out Octopus Electric Universe. uk. You've got to book yourself self-catering breakaway in devon and our latest sponsor lease plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance ev drivers need have a good one. i'll see you tomorrow and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid